Hey, how's it going? Welcome back for another podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Mark. What are we doing today? We are putting together a cedar strip canoe. I'm freezing our butts off. Yeah, yeah. Free in the process, we're freezing. We yeah. decided to come up and take a little break. Get yeah. warmed up. So we're starting with the... Well, we just built some sawhorses this morning. Yeah, we're at the very, uh, very beginning stages. Strong back. Yeah. So we do the strong back and forms. Those are all traced out. Ready, ready to cut out. They are. So yeah. hopefully get that done today, get that all put together, and then get on to building the canoe. Yeah. A lot of, <clears throat> a lot of work goes into prep. Yeah, that. well, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work all the way through, Paul. Uh, a lot of sanding when you get to the end of it. So, well, let's see, I've never, yeah. done a, I've never built one before. Well, there's a lot. You, of, you have. That I have, and there was a lot of sanding to, uh, to uh, in the end of it before the finished product so you oh, get that to look forward to yeah. or, or we have that to look forward we can, to uh, yeah. drag it outside when we do it yeah get it out of the garage yeah i i sanded mine in the cellar and boy i'll tell you what that's that wasn't the best place to do it yeah you spent how many hours do you think you spent oh i, I it's been so sure. long paul i it, it's a lot of hours you know was, and i was pretty much on my own when i did it so it was what late 90s Early yeah. early 2000s. Early I think 2000s, I, was in I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I bought a... Uh, Came out really good. Yeah, I bought a six-horse to go on it uh, a year or two after I built it, and I think the six-horse was a 2005. Okay. So that would be, yeah, uh, 2003 maybe in that area that I built it. I ran uh, Dad's old four-horse on it before. Yeah, the one that had the yeah. throttle up on yeah. the... Yeah, no Down. reverse on it. Yeah, like spin it around backwards. You had to spin it around, or <laughs> yeah, that had no reverse on the motor. So, so yeah, that's gonna be fun. Things will just warm up. Yeah, it what? was. Uh, we're April eighth today, and yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Seventeen degrees, and the wind, the wind's howling. The high today of around thirty. So, we have Easter tomorrow, but uh, it's cold. Yeah. And the weather's been terrible. They had uh, six inches of snow a couple of days ago up in the valley. So I yeah, was, luckily I that, was talking that to that missed guy us. Or it wasn't as bad yeah. as what? Yeah. I Is ran into a guy from Soldier Pond at Lowe's and he was telling me they had six inches up there a couple yeah. days ago. So Yeah, next week's looking good. Sixties. Well, they've kind of backed off that now too. Or they're, close to sixty. Yeah, so, like Thursday was supposed to be sixty and now they're saying forty seven, so there's a big difference between yeah, that is a big difference. Between 60 and 47. So they've they've backed, they've come down on those temps. So I was hoping to lose quite a bit of snow next week, but maybe not as much as I'd hoped for. No, we were just talking. They're still making ice last night. Yep. Yeah, still piling so, snow geez. on top and, and making ice. Yeah. yeah. So you figured we come inside and get warmed up. Yeah. Have a cup of coffee. Talk about more fishing. Yeah. 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 Dry fly fishing. Yeah, small pond fishing. Small pond fishing. Yeah, we used to do, Paul, Which, years ago, we used to do a lot of brooks and streams, but we don't seem to do too much of that now. No. But, uh, the few times that we do any fly fishing is uh, is uh, small ponds in the deep woods. Yeah. Uh, Hiking ponds. And Can't stuff. drive to them. Can't drive Most to them. them. Yeah, they're hiking ponds. And and that's, uh, <clears throat> I mean, that's kind of where I cut my teeth. Yeah, you, yeah, you started out at a young age there. Fly fishing, small ponds, fly fishing only ponds. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of catch and release. Yeah. Mainly catch and release. 
with all, although the ponds weren't always regulated for catch and release but we we tended to release most, yeah. of, most of the fish we caught so and dry fly fishing on the surface that was always yeah, kind of my that i kind of yeah i don't want to say spoiled in that area but that that's kind of all i want to do yeah now as far as yeah that's fishing most people that fly fish i think if they had a I mean, they'll do whatever a lot of times so to catch conditions, fish. Yeah, conditions dictate and, and to catch like fish, that. whether it's streamers or nymphs. Or, but uh, we, we tend to want to catch them on the surface. Yep. More of a, a visual game there. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to see the fish and so that, come up and strike. Most of the ponds are shallow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Healthy aquatic life as far as yeah. insect activity. Yeah. Um, and one of the things when I was a kid growing up is you would see people would be fishing these ponds and you would see other people fishing and they would leave. It, it would be slow fishing yeah. until eight o'clock yeah. or eight, once the sun sets yeah. and things start getting yeah. dark. From that point, you kind of got like a magic hour or whatever. Right. And beyond dark, yeah. the pond would just come alive. Yeah. Sometimes it looks like it's boiling. Yeah with uh, fish we, jumping. We always noticed. People would leave before that. Yeah. And we always noticed that uh, some of the ponds we fished, the, the guides from some of the sporting camps around that area, they would come in and they, and they would do that. They would leave 4, 35 o'clock to yeah. get the well, sports they're, they're back, back for supper. Dinner. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they really, they really missed miss the best fishing, but uh, I guess that's the way they did it, so. I can remember on one pond, we were, it was, it was actually first day of summer. It's the longest day of the year and full moon. And I remember we fished, it must've been like quarter to 10, 10 o'clock. Yeah. Um, never was, I think Chris was with us and Mike, Mike and Kyle were in another yeah. canoe yeah. and I could, we had phenomenal fishing Yeah. and you could, in the moonlight, yeah. You could just see across the water and, and you couldn't, if you look directly at your fly, you couldn't see it, but if you kind of look off to the side yeah. and you could tell yeah. if something took your fly and that was a, that was probably one of the best nights of fishing. And that was, uh, uh, that was generally when we fished. We usually fished around the middle, around the 18th of June, of course, the longest day of the year third, is June, June 21st. Third week of June. So yeah. we were always, you know, and you could fish until after nine o'clock. You know, you with uh, with light, and I remember times and I uh, on a small pond up in the Debully area, and fishing after nine o'clock, and you would fish right in the rocks, right in the shallow right shallow the water, and, and yep. do real well. But then the problem became that uh, you know you'd have a hard time seeing your fly and stuff. Yeah, uh, they they were still rising, they were still there, but you really couldn't see your uh, your fly very well. So. And a lot of those ponds, some of the fish aren't, aren't huge, 13, nope. 14 inches. Yeah. Pretty fish, healthy yeah. looking fish. Sometimes it looks just like a football, yeah. um, but nothing, yeah. nothing huge. Although there are some ponds that we do catch some, yeah. some really big brook trout. Yeah. Um, I can remember one of them, I think it was the first time I ever fished it. it was, I don't know, it was 12, 13. You were young. You made. You Remember, made I caught a, old, so. caught a caught uh, a 
beautiful trout on a dry fly. It's like 16 inches or something. Yeah, Fat. I was thinking 14 or 15 in that area. And, and, and you refused to keep it. I, yeah. I offered that uh, you could keep it and stuff. And and you released it. Was a one, it. it was a one fish limit. Yeah. There, right? Yeah. And I, I said, think nope. that has since changed on yeah, that pond. Yeah, uh, I said, no, I'm going to let it go. I'm yeah. gonna, I, said, I think I said, I'm going to catch something bigger. You did. And I caught an 18-inch yeah. brook trout, which yeah. at the time was the biggest trout I'd ever caught on a yeah. dry fly. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice fish anywhere on, yeah. a, on a fly for sure, 18 inches. Yeah. So. And we, we do keep fish. We eat fish. Yeah. yeah. We try to have it, when we're camping or up fishing, we try to have at least yeah. one one fish meal. Yeah. That's we, don't, we don't eat a lot. We don't keep a lot for sure. But, uh menu. But we do keep fish, and you know, I one of the things I read in some of the sporting, there's some, uh, I shouldn't, the Native Fish Coalition and stuff. They really push the, you know, but you can overdo that. I think there's places but the where catch and release. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can. Some over, people are adamant. Yeah, that you it do almost not. becomes their, their religion. That and and that uh, I I'm not so much sold on that. I think there's places and situations where. You, you know, you can you can maybe keep a few fish. There's an overabundance of fish, and, and sometimes the Department of Inland Fisheries and Wildlife encourages you to keep fish yeah. in certain places. That uh, well, and a lot of those ponds that we're talking about, that we're that we're referring to, are pretty cyclical. Yeah, you'll have years where yeah. there's a lot of fish, but not Small. very big, and then you'll have years where there's not very many fish, but the average but fish bigger. that you're catching is a lot bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and it's pretty, just like clockwork. Yeah. Those, yeah, those we've ponds. seen that. We've seen that. And we've seen it where there's, uh, so there's, you get to a point, there's a lot of decent sized fish. You hit a sweet spot. That, there yeah. was one trip. So I, you get a lot of 12 to 14 inch fish, you get, and you get a lot of them, you know. Yeah. That, uh, I wish I could. Yeah. I wish I could show that video. There's one that year in particular. I'm playing a fish. I got that. I watched that still. You oh, look like, in the background, four or five and fish all jumping. you can see, and they're big fish too. Yeah. We caught yeah. a lot of big. I think yeah. that was. I want to say the average size was somewhere like 14, 15 yeah. inches. We caught yeah. a lot that were 16 yeah. and bigger and fat. Yeah, nice Just, fish. Oh my word, that was one and, of the best. And that pond's only six or seven yeah. feet deep. Mud bottom. Yeah. yeah, we had some, uh, I remember we fished, uh, I don't think it was that year, I think it was uh, some previous years we'd fished it and uh, we were probably in three days, triple digits. I we were over a hundred, I think, I think we, were we were over a hundred fish. Over a hundred fish in that pond. My nose is still running from. Being out in the cold. <laughs> the yeah. cold, Jesus. Yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah. So, yeah, and so, and a lot of those ponds, the other interesting thing is you can get in some fights with the loons. Yeah. They will yeah. they'll try to steal your fish off your off your fly yeah. if you're playing it. They become conditioned if they hear water splashing. Or your excitement. Or even, some excitement. Even in they your come voice, right you over can, by the canoe. Yeah. You can put your and hand in the water and splash it. Yeah. Remember we were playing, there's we had some other buddies with us yeah. there and we were playing. We started messing with the loons. It was early in the day, bit. fishing was slow. Yeah. And uh Sun was still up high, and you put your hand in the water and splash around that loon. It'd come right yeah. over, and you'd wash it. It'd swim right underneath the canoe. Yeah. You could look down, and looks, you'd reach right down and, yeah. and grab it. If, yeah. And uh, 
I had one time where, and it's kind of, it's a double-edged sword because you catch a nice fish, but then you're hurrying to try to get it in. Right. Before the loon comes. You're not enjoying. Before the loon comes, <laughs> yeah. it takes it off your, you, you gotta get, off your you line. You got to get it in before the loon comes So I was over. playing, it was a pretty good sized fish. And uh, I'm thinking, yeah, here comes, I see him dive down and he disappears. And pretty soon I'm playing this fish and pretty soon my rod tip just. Yeah, right down. And I can remember he comes up, he's got the fish in his mouth. Yeah. My line going to the fish. I'm like, you're not gonna have it. And I, I yanked it out of his, you got, you drug got, it across uh, the uh, surface of the water, get yeah. it back to the canoe, but the fish was dead. So I ended up keeping it. And, I got uh, a picture of that fish in the, in the frying yeah, frying pan. You can see the uh, on the side of the fish there. Yeah, that, it's got the, the, the tooth marks from the loon where, where the loon grabbed he's, it. He's yeah. not having it. Yeah, he's we, we got that fish. one. A lot of times too, Paul, they, they just kind of hang there and and when you release the fish, the fish fish is a little tired, so they get them when you release them back yeah. into the water. There, the fish is a little more more vulnerable when you. And you know that's another thing that people they talk about these people that are adamant about not keeping fish. They're still killing fish. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, there's, there's a mortality rate. There, yeah, um, when you play a fish yeah. and, and put it back, no matter For how. Sure. And we've we've seen how careful I've, I've let you know I've let fish. And go I know that, there's they've probably got numbers on that on what percentage of fish I've, I've read caught. them. I, I don't yeah, know. If they about. have different uh, you know bait fishers a little more a little higher mortality rate and lure fishermen and then fly fishing tends to be the the you know the the least mortality. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's always a there's always a mortality rate anytime. And you I mean fish. definitely if you know so. at least for me. I'm not going to keep something I'm not going to eat. Um, right. But yeah, to to give someone else a hard time because they're keeping a trout to well to go go can, home and eat with. You, and my kids look forward to it. Yeah. You, and it's important to them. It kind yeah. of shows them that whole yeah. cycle of life. Yeah. And, and, and uh, uh, I I I just can't go overboard with that. I understand if I was. I know there's a place for catch and release, and uh, you know, but there's also. I never want to get into the mindset that I can never keep a fish and that it's, yeah, uh, I, I don't believe in that. And Not yet anyway. No. Not yet. There's places we fish that uh, there, there is too many fish. And so. it, most often the fish that we keep aren't the biggest ones we've caught. That night, usually it's one that's taking the fly pretty deep. Right, it's bleeding. Right, that you know that will probably die anyway. You know, you I, we've got fish. The flies down in the gills. Yeah, you can cut the line. You can try not to pull, take the hook out and just cut the line, but the fish is probably not going to make it. And you're right. We we probably well, that that'll be the fish that we probably keep. You yep. know, and we don't bring we don't keep an excessive number of fish. It may be one one meal. For each of us, up yeah. There. Usually, when we do a trip, if it's yeah. two, three nights, for whatever, four nights, yeah, we plan our meals out, our menus, and one night's usually dedicated to, yeah. Well, yeah. So we darn well better catch some fish. Yeah. On those nights well, that we're gonna, yeah, we usually go hungry. do. Yeah, we usually catch some fish, but uh, uh, fishing, fishing fiddleheads. Yeah. Nothing's better yeah. than that. Like I say, that uh, the the dates we usually go, Paul and. I remember hearing, you know, if you asked a sporting camp owner or a guide, you know, when the best time to 
to fly fish, they would always say the hatches were good around the 18th and yeah. uh, June. June 18th seemed to be a number that I, I remember being thrown out by the, by the, uh, the guides. And once the, the, people in the <clears throat> once that water temp gets yeah. mid to upper 60s, low yeah. 70s, yeah. you get some pretty good hatches at yeah. night. And, uh, yeah, things can be pretty good. Yeah. So dry fly fishing, what do you use for a setup? I use a, uh, I've got a nine foot, and we both, I think, use nine foot uh, fly rods with uh, five weight lines. And yeah. uh, Weight forward line. Yeah, weight forward. We're usually, yeah. uh, you know, in a, in a canoe and stuff, and a little, you, you may need a little more distance on a pond and stuff than you would a brook or a river or stream. Yep. And uh, nine foot leaders. I'm trying to think, you know, the I usually maybe five pound test tippet. Yeah. I use a 4X yeah. tippet. Yeah. It's a fluorocarbon. Yeah. So and single tapered leader, which I will to make, because leaders are expensive. Yeah. Fluorocarbon leaders. So to make it last, I'll. I carry tippet material. Tippet we'll, material. We'll change that last 18 inches out periodically if, yeah. I get a, if I get a nod or if it's. Got some abrasion on it or whatever. That I will, I will uh, change the tippet material out. And you're right; you can save yourself a little money because fluorocarbon leaders are fairly expensive. Yeah, they are. Carry a, carry a spool of tippet material. Yeah, off the top of my can, head, I'm, I don't recall what they are a piece. They're probably ten, twelve bucks a. Yeah. Pop. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can maybe look. not quite that much. I haven't bought any. Maybe in the they're last maybe year they're three packs. Yeah. And I'm, I bet you I would forget. spend over ten dollars for a three pack for sure, for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I like a fast action rod, so yeah. nine foot five weight's pretty well yeah. perfect for me. Pretty fast action rod that throws a tight loop. Right. Quite a ways. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've recently I've gone to Rio, fly line. Yeah. We used to use Cortland, four forty four. Yeah. Cortland was the old standby. The old four 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 peach colored was the old. Yeah. Uh, that was a good fly. Pe line. Peach color was the double taper. Though. Was the double taper. Yeah, yeah. yeah the green was uh, the way forward. forward and stuff. But uh, which double taper lays out to probably presents the fly a little a neater. A little bit better little presentation, and you had yeah. the advantage, of course, with double taper, you could flip it over and you get when you uh, wear it out use uh, use line. either or. Yeah, you know, you could. Uh, that was one thing about the Cortland 444 is it seemed to be pretty fragile. It would get marred up pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. And then I think Scientific Anglers had, oh, I remember Scientific Anglers, they probably still have it, the shark skin. Yeah. Or, I, I had one of those one time from- Feels the, like it would pick up a lot of dirt. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. It just, I yeah. don't know. Mine, um, I think Orvis produced it. It was a- uh, it was, it's been quite a few years, but I had that, that texture of like, uh, scales yeah. on a, on a yeah. fish or whatever. Yeah. Which I believe the idea behind it is it reduces the contact point within the guides. Right. Top it, slide through the, so less friction. Yeah. It helps it slide yeah. through the guides better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I never cared for, yeah. the Rio seems pretty good, like pretty yeah. good stuff. Although I, I feel like my my real fly lines is new and they think the tip, some memory that yeah and which i no i don't yeah. i don't know regardless of what people say they they will say oh you know this fly line's great has no memory every fly line i use yeah. has got yeah. way more memory than what yeah i like 
And you'll see people say that, you know, off season stored off the reel. Yeah. Hanging I used there. to do that. I, I, I did too, but it's I, a lot. Of, I don't have time to yeah, I, take I, that I, off. I got to admit, I don't, uh, I'm not as, uh, I take care of the stuff like I used to. I, yeah. I keep it clean. I carry fly line cleaner and I, I generally clean it, uh, Every after every time I use it, it just casts better and stuff, you know. And, well, you know, springtime when I get ready to, to get that stuff out to use, if I run a cleaning patch over it a few times, it yeah. kind of straightens it out and it's less, yeah. less memory. But yeah, it, even, you know, from trip to trip, sitting on the spool, the first yeah. hour or so I'm fishing, you take it out and it's nice and tightly coiled. It's yeah. like, geez, makes yeah. it a pain, but... Two yeah. things that oftentimes the, the, the fly line itself, you know, depending, will have memory. Some have less than, than others, but if it's cold, they keep their memory a lot, you know. They if do. it's warm, it's much more pliable and will yeah. uh, straighten out a lot faster. And how you put it on a reel, if you've got it tight on a small diameter, yeah. the arbor is small. You, Which, you, I'd, yeah, I don't have any large arbor reels that no, I use. No, we generally fish with... Uh, we're not we're not too concerned about getting into backing or and all that stuff. So no. we want uh, we go for light reels and that match up well with light rods and light tackle. Yeah. So don't don't play a lot of fish on the reel. No, no. Most of us just stripping no. in and even big fish. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just strip it in. Yeah. Go that way. I don't know if I've ever, in all the years I fly fished on ponds, ever had to worry about getting into the backing or anything like that. So. We do put backing on it, just more so to build up the arbor of the reel to yep. to have less memory on the fly line. So, yeah. Every yeah. every now and then you get one. Uh, salmon in particular. Yeah. They'll, yeah. They'll strip out some line. Yeah. That's a nice one. Yeah. Well, usually we're trolling then though, and we and get, we're close we, to the backing. We get anyway. most of the fly line. <laughs> yeah, or we're on yeah, the backing. we're very close to. Yeah, in that situation, I've been into the backing many times. Yeah. Many times trolling. But but not not so much fly fishing, so yeah. So usually end of May, beginning of June we start. Yep. Try and it's a good transition because you you know ice out fish for basically a month and the water gets too warm. Yep. To catch fish the way that we like to catch fish, you can go deep. Right. But at that point we're kind of thinking about dry fly fishing, and kind of move on from there. Yeah. Then the bummers midsummer. Well, you know, You're though, Paul, of... there's one thing that we've always, we've never taken advantage of up there, and that's the uh, the hexagenia hatch, the green gray, yeah. they call it. That uh, that can be a big deal, and we, I don't know, we just never, and that's a, what they call the 4th of July, that first week of July. Yeah. And, and we've never, uh, and... Uh, that's something I got to take advantage of. Uh, I've got to. I've got to. It's, it's again. It's one of those things. Like with most, most things, fishing is you kind of got to consistently be there and go to kind of hit it right. Right. Because there's no. I mean, you can't say it's going to be the Fourth of July like every year. Right. And show up and. That's yeah. Right. You no, got to kind of generally. Be, that's that's the time frame that they ought, they give that the general time frame. But uh, we've we've done it a few times. Over yeah. Yeah, on on big lakes for salmon. Yeah, we've never hit the small ponds no, for that. No, no, we haven't. And the problem. And they with, swear, they they say it's it's good. Oh, it's fantastic fishing. Yeah. I've read too many articles and talked to too many people that have done it, and they they all they swear by it that uh, it's some of the best fly fishing you can have. And 
and the, where we are up at the lake and the Fish River Chain of Lakes, that hatch has almost disappeared. It's, it's nothing yeah. like it used to be 30 or 40 years ago. I, I don't know the environmental reasons for it, but uh, the, the, the number of... Uh, I've heard people speculate on yeah. it. You know, it could be insecticides or yep. stuff like that, agricultural related yep. stuff that spills over into the yep. watershed. And, yeah. They, and affects the aquatic life. Yeah. I um, do know that uh, I can remember as a young man that uh, th the hatch was unbelievable. They, on all the lakes up there, they, I can remember thousands on the on the screened-in porch at the camp. Yeah, and there are thousands I, yeah. of them. And you would every every Great morning you'd look at the flies. you'd go around the shore and the casings from the those hexagenia would be all washed up on shore, I mean, by the, yeah. by the tens of thousands and stuff. And I haven't seen that in uh, decades and decades for whatever reason. Yeah, you'd get some that. big fish. Come it brought up the big fish for sure. Yeah. 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 Some of those lakes get, were real popular for fly fishing in the evenings and the uh, first of July for big trout and big salmon. Yeah. So still are some. In, on some of the lakes, but it's certainly, from what I understand, what I've seen too, I have tried it a couple times. It's nothing, nothing what it uh, it used to be. Yeah, so seems to be the commonalities. Nothing like it used to be. Right. You hear that all the time. Yeah. With everything. Yeah. Well, the yeah. turkey hunting's a lot better than it used to be. <laughs> actually, you know, actually, I'm. Yeah. I've got turkeys out back here. I might try it in yeah. the spring. Yeah. Coming down from the lake, just the last time I was up to the camp a few days ago, there there was two big toms in woodland yeah. sitting in a driveway. I mean, big beards. Uh, yeah. yeah. Lacey sent me a picture not too long ago at work. There was, I think there was 15, 18 walking yeah. across the yeah. the lawn. Yeah. Like they're they're itching to get on the hanging pole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I so may maybe do. I'll try it this spring. It opens what May first. Uh, last year, Paul, it was it's the first it, right around the first of May. I think it was May fourth on a Monday right. that it yeah, opened last the, year at the laws. And I went out a couple days and and uh, total novice for sure. But I I had a couple chances to to uh, take it, you know, a Jake, and I didn't I didn't shoot. So how come? It was. I, it was so in my head that I had to see this long beard and I, Jake's don't, and I just no. kept, and I just didn't dare to shoot. And yeah. I know now that they were, they were gobblers, they were males, but like I say, I was a total novice and I just, and I kept thinking I would get a better shot, you know, yeah. maybe, and a better look and stuff, and, and uh, I didn't, so... But yeah. hindsight being twenty twenty, there was two or three times there I had decent shots and I didn't I didn't take it. Didn't do it. They were they were gobbling and at that time, and this is gonna sound foolish, but I didn't know that uh, only the males gobble. I yeah. I didn't know that. I, I had to look that up. That's how and uh, they were gobbling. So looking back, I know they were males. Yeah. They, you know, they were gobbling. There were three that were and uh I think there was five total that I saw. What did you have for a gun? What were you using? Had a uh, 870 Magnum. Uh, so that was the pump. That that's that's the yeah. pump. Yeah, I. Yeah, 12 gauge. 
Yeah, that's from what, the 60s or? No, that, isn't that, that one older? That gun was given to me by an uncle in San Diego, California, and that he had claimed that gun was never fired. That's no, what, it's yeah. in mint condition. Yeah, it's, it's a premium. A beautiful you know, gun. It, yeah, it is. It's one of the nice, it's, uh, it's a magnum. It's set up for three he, or three and a half inch shells. So He had a slug barrel with it, too. Got a slug barrel. Never had it on the gun, yeah. but I do, I do have a slug barrel with it. So I use that. I, <clears throat> I wanted to use as heavy a gun as I could for, yeah. for turkeys, so. <clears throat> no 410? No 410. <laughs> I, I, a lot of time, use the 20 gauge for partridge and stuff, but uh, I, I opted for a 12 gauge for. Well, all the talk about fishing and makes me wishing for warmer weather. Yeah. Jeez, yeah, proud. it'll come. It, it never comes yeah. up here. It never comes fast enough for us. No, we were talking last time that, you know, it seems like you get warmer weather later into the fall. Right. But, man, springtime doesn't seem to be... Doesn't seem to be any, any earlier. earlier. Holy no, smokes. No, you're right. That uh, Holds on like a... Yeah, although we... But even then, Paul, I remember just a few years ago, we were up hunting and... Uh, it was Veterans Day, and it was so cold, and we oh, had so much snow. That was I, actually I, the, the deer were already migrating to the yards, and that yeah, was, we had that was Veterans oh, Day. Oh yeah, we had two. You track a deer in the woods, and there was like 18, 20 inches of snow or whatever. Yeah, and then you get into like an edge of a cut or something where there was raspberry well, you go up bushes. Twitch trail where the raspberry and there was bushes up, were. Up, up above your waist. Yeah. It was just. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I remember it you and uh, you had a friend, and you you still track, but I I couldn't yeah. do it. I it, you know, you did it for if you did it for a quarter mile. If I did it for a quarter mile or half a mile, I was all tuckered out, yeah. and you were just plowing through snow, and and, and it's I, hard. Even the tracks are hard. You, I mean, it, it's just pock marks in the snow, yeah, and you're, it's just you're a trying push mark where the deer went through. You're and, trying to yeah, figure out what you don't see any hoof print. That's for no. sure. So. And and it was cold too. We had yep, like it was very below cold. zero a few mornings. I yep. remember Thanksgiving Day being out deer hunting, and I think the high that day was nine. Yep. We had forty mile an hour winds. Yeah, and I got back to the truck. And I was like, "What the heck are we doing?" Yeah. Like, it was it was not yeah it was not comfortable in any way, so. shape, or form. But yeah, so I remember that year. It was one of those two years. You wanted to go muzzle loading, and then we got another snowstorm. Yep. And that was you're like I I can't even. Yep. Couldn't get off uh, the main road one sixty one. Yeah. I I couldn't uh, get off the tarred road. Yeah. Yeah. So we decided to buy a snowmobile to take care of that problem. Yeah, it won't snow again. Yeah. It'll yeah. be good. Yeah, it took care of that problem. <laughs> Although I, we were on the edge last year of being able to use it. We, we yeah. were kind of, there we, were, we, we saw snowmobile tracks out there where we hunted yeah. and stuff. There were people. We, we brought it. We brought it, but we didn't just, use it. I mean, just because if you do shoot some, something yeah. way back in the middle of nowhere, yeah. there was enough snow where you could. Oh, yeah. Take a, oh, yeah. Take yeah, like a you say, uh, skitter we, trail. In we saw people out on sleds and stuff. So, yeah, there was a, it was right on the edge of, you know, six or eight more inches and we probably would have been on the sled hunting. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So, well, should we work on the canoe some more and freeze off or yep. tushes yep. a little bit yeah. more? Yeah, if we if we put it off, we'll, you'll never get it done, Paul. No, well, yeah. I've got pretty ambitious goals for it, so we'll see if... Yeah. 
I'm not going to say it out loud because I don't know if it's... You mean the time frame? Yeah. 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 They're a lot of work, like I say. The uh, I can be overly ambitious. With yeah. Stuff, the so. uh, you you'll find when you get uh, when you get it all together and stuff, and really to me that's when the the work there was a as I recall there was a lot of sanding. Yeah. Sanding and in between coats of uh, epoxy, epoxy, yeah. fiberglass. There's a lot of sanding. So have you decided where you're going to buy your fiberglass? Haven't yet. Kind of torn between a couple places. Yeah. Back um, in the day when when the gentleman put the book out there that everybody buys for Oh, Gil, Gil Gilpatrick. Right. Yes, he, he always suggested, and this may have changed, that was a lot of years ago, West Systems. Yeah, no, he's the, still, I've got an updated version. They, they still, they're still in business. West yeah, I, was, I believe I was on their website. Yeah. If I, if I remember, yeah. I think it was their website I was on. And, uh, uh I yeah, as far as 2000, the, the most recent book, that the updated edition is a 2010, and he has that in there. He does, um, yeah. He has a few updates as far as, like, yeah. he kind of added, started experimenting with some Kevlar. Oh, yeah. In place of, yeah. uh, for if you're going to do some whitewater. Um, the only problem with Kevlar is that it looks like if they do Kevlar, they do basically like a patch that's below the water line. Right. Because it's, it's visible. Yeah. And it kind of spoils that look of a the aesthetic, of the yeah. wooden boat feel. Yeah. Um, Makes it uh, a little more functional for what he, you know, for... Yeah, but even that, you know, reading his books in the past and this one, it doesn't seem like, even though it's a wooden canoe, it doesn't seem like they have too many issues. Yeah. With damage. I mean, he has a story of, of building a canoe, putting it on a truck, Forgetting to tie it down. And it coming off. Driving down the road yeah. and the wind blows it on the asphalt and it landed nose down on the asphalt behind him and it just scuffed it up. Huh. Didn't yeah. he thought for sure it was yeah. it was gonna be busted yeah. up. And I think he was building it for somebody. Yeah. And you know, yeah. I can only imagine that must have been yeah. sickening they, to look they, in the rearview yeah. mirror and they see are, your they, boat they, that's never been in the water bouncing are. along the pavement. They are more fragile than the old, the old town ABS. The wow. tripper was always the canoe of choice for, yeah. for river tripping and stuff. If you white water and... Uh, and uh, they, Which is what we use, the Discovery 169s and the Yeah, we got a, we get both. We get a, yeah. that's, uh, that's, I think they call that cross link or whatever. And, uh, yeah. and uh, we have a ABS sitting right out back here, Paul. Yeah, there's one out back. Yeah, so... So it'll yeah. add a wooden boat to that. Yeah, but getting back, yeah, you're going to find that there's uh, is a, is a lot of tedious work in the uh, in the sanding and and uh, so. Well, yeah. if, uh, for me, the the part I hate about any project like that is the prep work. Yeah, because you get you, started, and you really got to do that. You want well. to see something going up. Once, yeah. yeah, once things are making progress, even you know when you're epoxy <clears throat> and stuff like that, it's getting better. It's getting. Yeah cleaner looking, smoother looking, yeah, and you, you can you, see that kind of motivates you, but my gosh, you know. When you gotta put the forms together and before you ever put Prepping it, everything, getting everything organized, yeah. getting, and then just ripping cedar. Ton, tons of cedar, yeah. <laughs> cedar Strip. strips. Cedar strips, and you're, gonna, it, you're gonna beat and cove it, that's another process that's another, that I did not do. I didn't yeah. beat and cove mine, so. And then, I mean, any woodworking project, when you're sitting down with a cutlass, that's kind of the yeah. 
you know, the, I don't know, for me anyway, kind of annoying. Yeah. Annoying part. I, I do like getting rough cut lumber and I enjoy the planing and, and milling it because I like that whole, you get a piece of rough cut wood, you really can't see the grain and stuff right. in it. And it kind of, once you plane it and, and join it and all that good stuff, it comes to life and you can see yeah. all the all the little nuances in it, all the uh, character that's in the wood. Yeah. And so I do enjoy that, that part of it. But yeah, cutting all the strips, that's going to be a blast. Can't wait to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I'll have you do it. Well, I, I, I did it with a little cheap table saw. And I like I say, I just, I didn't beat and cove them. I just, yeah. I was a little probably... Probably a lot less meticulous than you're going to be. You, you, you. Probably your standards are going to be a little higher than no, mine we'll were. I, if I thought if I could put a functional canoe together, I was going to be happy. And you did. It came out good. Yeah, it was all it right. Really you know, you after you do anything the first time, you don't. You always say, well, if I did it again, I would do this, and I could do it so much better in this area, and I would change this. You always do that. I, I did it with mine. I thought, man. If I did it again, I could build a canoe so much better. No, I'll say any, yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah anything, anything yeah. you build, you yeah, you learn. Especially so, do, doing something your first time. That was my first time for sure. And yeah, yeah. and so, I've never built another one. So I'd like to build several. Well, that um, one of the the advantage you have is you you're going to have the the strong back in the form, which I had borrowed one and returned it. So yeah, I. Yeah. And I've got plans for the strong back too to be adjustable. Yeah. And I didn't have a place so to do I can it. Basically, I... do any size canoe. Yeah. And yeah, going forward, yeah. once everything's done. I did it, and I didn't. I didn't have a place to build a, a good place to build a canoe. I did it in the cellar, and that was not a good place to. Kind of a funny story there. I was didn't build, know if you're going to be able to get it out. I didn't. It was such a big canoe. It was a Grand Liker, and I'm I'm looking at a Bilco door, and I'm going. So my plan was do not finish the canoe in the cellar. Yeah. Leave the gunnels off and the every the thwarts out of it and everything so you've got a little flexibility. You can, you know, it bend it a little it bit. It just fit. It just fit. Holy you, smokes. You, and it worked. It was, I got yeah. it out and then I I put the uh, the uh, the bones to it, the the uh, thwart and the and the uh, gunnels on the you know out in the door yard so yeah it worked would have, I, would have been a pretty piece of furniture left in yeah the, but when i was building it the there was i had no guarantee that was going to fit out the bilco door so yeah, it was tight but it worked it worked yeah well we should probably get to work yeah speaking of that so yeah yeah little overview of fishing kind of dreaming of fishing so i want to talk yeah. about it kind of getting yeah. the Get in the mood for we, it. We know we're headed in the right direction. So. Well, I don't know if it doesn't feel like it, but... Yeah, this, this, today's a lot. Tomorrow's in the 40s, and then yeah. more towards the 50s uh, for the upcoming week. And Still have a lot of snow to get rid of. Yeah, oh, but it'll smokes. go. It'll be gone first of May, like it always is. Yeah. The lakes will be out the first week of May, and we'll be on the water if yeah. I'm not sitting in a courthouse somewhere on jury duty. So... Better than another reason to be in the courthouse. Yeah, I, I'll be on the right side of the <laughs> on the right side of the uh, law. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go get to work. Yep. So I hope you enjoyed it. Till next time. Get outside. It's good for the soul. See ya.